Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, brought to you by Aging Wisdom, where we share weekly bite-sized insights on aging well, caring well, and living well. One of the things that, uh, you know, you talk about at the beginning was uh, driving. So let's let's talk a little bit about that, right? Because, you know, I see sometimes the silver alerts and people who have gotten lost. And uh, it really is scary to think of what can happen, right? So do you have any guidance for, you know, when we identify that our loved one shouldn't be driving anymore, what are some of the steps that they can take? Is there like reporting to the Department of Licensing or talking to the doctor? I mean, what would you suggest in this case? Right. So I would talk one with the, the physician. The physician might be able to convince sometimes coming from a doctor it may be more accepted that maybe it's time not to drive. Or maybe the doctor can suggest getting a driver evaluation. There are some occupational therapists often do driver evaluation. I know Evergreen has one. There's also Northwest Rehab driver evaluation. Um, That's something in our area. It's a private person that can come out and help with those driver evaluations. I think it's determining whether or not is this person safe to drive? Is it a question? If they're safe to drive and they need an evaluation or this person is not safe to drive and we need to disable the car, we need to do something to make sure that this person is not driving. And I think maybe trying to get the physician to help through the DMV, there is a report you can make and they would get a letter from the DMV stating like you need to come in for an evaluation. So those are a couple of options. Sometimes, you know, depending on the situation, it may be that like if there's a well spouse, maybe it's a well spouse saying, oh, you know, let me drive. I want to drive today. So the well spouse kind of being the person who's starting to drive more and more often and putting the person that you're concerned about in the passenger seat. And so slowly it just becomes normal that, the well spouse is the person that's driving all the time. Great. Yeah, that's a great approach. We actually just had a conversation this week with somebody whose parent went and took the test and failed the test. And they knew this was going to happen. And, you know, it was so shocking to the senior themselves. And she was very depressed. And, you know, the, the daughter said, I just can't have the conversation about moving right now, right? So how do you ease into that? Because obviously they're grieving the loss of independence, the fact that, you know, now there's that realization that I can't drive anymore, right? Like I'm losing one more thing after losing some of my friends and, you know, losing the ability to socialize during the pandemic. Now they're taking this away. So what would be a a gentle approach that will allow them to have that dignity, but yet give them some options for care? Yeah, I think it's naming the feelings that they might be experiencing. You might be feeling really sad. It might be this feels like such a loss to you, loss of your independence. I think that for older adults, there's a lot that they're losing. They're losing that independence. They are losing their health, their physical strength. They may be losing a lot of loved ones. They may have just lost their life partner. And it's really scary. They may be having a lot of cognitive changes 
that when somebody is having cognitive changes, they might not be aware that they're having those cognitive changes. And we say somebody has a lack of insight. So they have a lack of awareness of what is happening with them. And so they, they may not even realize, you know, I mean, they may think they're thinking normally, but you're seeing that they are certainly not, but they're just, they're not, their brain is not able to provide that insight into them. So you might have had this relationship maybe, you know, for 20, 40, 60 years with this person that they have been intellectually capable, they're strong, they're independent, and then suddenly they're making these weird decisions. And it's because their their brain is not working properly. And so I think with somebody that might be having some cognitive issues, stating that you might be having some concerns, or going back to what we talked about in the beginning is like in the future, sometimes with somebody with a cognitive issue, we kind of have to work around the issue in order to be able to solve the problem. And every situation is so different and every person with dementia is so different and the cognitive changes show up in different ways for people. And so I think it's, you know, respecting like who they are and figuring out again, how they can support them, but also recognizing that there's a lot of loss that they are experiencing themselves and keeping that in mind when moving forward and trying to help because they're still themselves in there and they still deserve that respect and dignity. Similar but different topic, I'm working with a woman and she was having some incontinence issues. We went to the doctor and she she's very independent. She was in the medical field. So she she knows these things, but she's got some cognitive changes, but she still sees herself as really independent. And so I said to her, I said, you know, I'm noticing this. I I was really gentle with her. I said, this is what I'm noticing. And I brought her some incontinence supplies. I said, I think you need to start using these on a regular basis. And, you know, I spoke with her and I was respectful and I didn't come to her with demands, but I was taking into account what she was losing when having that conversation. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another Wisdom Wednesday. In the meantime, visit our website at agingwisdom.com, where you'll find more resources to help you navigate options for aging, caring, and living well.